Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions. Connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs, across the world or across town. And now, the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. When it comes to opportunities, they come and they go. But one thing about opportunities, we need to take the most of each one when it appears to us. I remember that at Kadesh Barnea when the children of Israel were to go into the land that God had promised them, but because of fear, they turned back. Well, one of the worst things that can happen to us in our generation is that we turn back because of whatever reason it might be, distance or fear, difficulty, but we need to march forward with the good news of Jesus Christ. With that in mind, I want to introduce our guest today here on Exploring Missions. It is Tanner Stahl. Tanner, welcome. Hey, thanks for having us, Brother Burt. It's good to have you. Let me tell you, you're connected with Connect Church. Is that right? <laughs> That's right. I'm the worship pastor and missions director at Connect Church. When I read that, I said, music and missions. Man, they do go together, but I know worship is more than music. But, right. uh, you know, uh, I, I'm looking for two words to match, you know, with yep. the same letter. But how long have you been there now, Tanner? I just finished uh, my fifth year there, so it, we've been here since 2018. Let me ask you this. Was missions a part of what you were coming to do, or did that come after you got here, you know, worship leader, and then, okay, let's do missions. Or right. Was it ready when you came? Yeah, it, it was part of the kind of, kind of part of the package when, that I signed on to uh, here in Tupelo is I was coming to, to do worship, lead the music, of course, but then also head up the missions department as well. Amen. And take that over. So I, I grew up in a very missions-minded very missions-oriented church, thankfully, and so that's always been on my heart is to uh, fulfill the Acts one eight plan. Uh, Amen. All around Amen. the world. So, well, we we're glad you're in Tupelo, Mississippi. Yeah, we're and, glad to be here. And but I got this to ask: How does it work working with Terry Pierce, your it, pastor? It's very hard. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, no, know, he's he's good. I was good. trying to set that up. Yeah, now he's good. If we can just get rid of that youth pastor, I'll be good to go. Oh, no, man. I'm kidding. And I'm I, kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, listen, I love Terry Pierce more than I can tell you. We served on the board yeah. here at uh, AFA for years yeah. and uh, just has been a dear friend. I've preached there for him when he was out and about and uh, love Connect Church. Absolutely. I think you've preached there twice since I've been there. Okay. And uh, I, I love it. I wish he'd go away more often. So oh, no, man. Well, it's a joy <laughs> to be there. And matter of fact, where I'm interim pastor, Connect and Auburn Baptist Church, they're kind of neighbors. Absolutely. A lot of the kids go to the same schools yep. and everything like that. So yep. uh, it's good. We have another guest, and we want to make sure you get his name right. It's Jonathan Burt. Welcome, Jonathan. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. Burt. We're Happy to be here and happy to be able to talk about Japan with you guys. Well, I'm glad you are here. Uh, we, I always say this. I'm glad I don't have his last name, and he's glad he doesn't have my first name. Uh, <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a nightmare. <laughs> that would. Bert, Bert, where, where would you do? But anyway, Jonathan, welcome. Tell me your connection. Do you remember it at Connect Church? Yes, sir. Uh, we started coming to Connect Church when I was 13, so about 2010. So I've been there a long time, seen the whole building remodel that we we did, and um yeah, got, I actually was baptized and saved 
at Connect Church. Is that right? Yes, well, amen. Well, I'm glad 14. to hear that. Yep. Praise the Lord. Well, it is good, guys, uh, good to have you guys with us today. We're here because you have recently made a trip, a mission trip to Japan. Uh, when was that? Tell us, just tell us a little bit what brought this about. Sure. Why Japan? Sure. Well, um, it was actually the end of 2019, start of 2020. We had, uh, the Lord laid it on my heart to uh, return to Japan on a mission trip. I'd gone um, back in 2014 with another church, another team, and um, some friends of mine from Bible College has moved to Tokyo, and they've started a church plant there in Tokyo. And so we wanted to be, uh, we wanted to partner with them and just go support. We already support them financially in our church budget, so we wanted to go and actually see it and do just be available and flexible, do whatever we can to help them in their daily journey for however long we're going to be there. And then COVID hit. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah, well, you know, tell this, me about COVID. Was this that, world was, pandemic. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. So that hit. So that knocked <laughs> us out. We were supposed to go in 2020. Of course, that canceled. So we put it on the books for 2021. Didn't work. Japan's borders were still closed. Although we had, you know, America had opened up. Japan was still closed to tourism. We couldn't get in. Uh, We thought we were going to make it happen in 2022. And uh, we were supposed to go in 2022, October 11th through the 21st or something like that, right? Well, in preparation through 2022, the borders were still closed. They wouldn't Mm -hmm. let anybody in. And so in July, we canceled the trip. We said, we'll just try again next year. That's all we can do. And wouldn't you know, Japan opened their borders on October 11th of 2022, <laughs> the same day that we were supposed to go. Yeah. So we had canceled that trip. So, Oh, um, you have little faith. No, I know. No, no, exactly. I, I, we thought the same thing. You know, we thought the exact same thing. Uh, and so I was talking to Heath Hubbard, uh, is the, uh, the lead missionary there at that church. And uh, he said, uh, the borders are open. Let's get it planned for spring of 2023 before they shut it down again. So we, we said, all right, spring. Spring break 2023, we're going to go to Japan. So we went March 13th through the 21st of this year. Okay. Jonathan, why did you go to Japan? I know it was your church, but did God uh, – well, tell us your story about why Why would you go on a mission trip to Japan. Yeah, it was actually funny. I, I told Tanner we had actually went to Mexico back in August, and I told him for Japan, I said, I'm not going to sign up for this trip. I want someone else to go if they wanted to go. So they, he had everything full and everyone's supposed to go. Well, a week before we left, he calls me and says, hey, one of our guys backed out. Can you go? And I was like, <laughs> I, like I told I told the man, well, if, if you need me, I'm there. Well, you're a minute yeah. man, man. Right. So, yeah. So within a, within a week's yeah. notice, I told him, yeah. So I felt that was a, a door the Lord was opening. So I... Let's go. So you didn't have to get your passport renewed or anything. It was fresh. It was ready, it was ready to go. Yep. Good yes, short-term sir. missionaries keep their missionary up to um, their passport up to date, don't they? That's right. And and to, to Jonathan's them. credit, he had you know in the process the few months coming up to the trip, he was always, hey, how can I pray for Japan? How can I uh, help with the team? Is there anyone who needs financial help? I could give a little bit to them. And I was like, man, I, I love you. We're good to go. But if something falls through, you know. I'll let you know, and uh, wouldn't you know it, a week before, a tree fell on one of our uh, team members' house, and he was unable to go because that's kind of a big situation. Yeah, it uh, is. Yeah. So Jonathan got to go, and I was very glad he did. So, yeah. Well, uh, before we go back to Tanner, first time to Japan. Yes, sir. What I, I want you to describe your feelings, not, not mental, but did, did you feel opportunity? Was it overwhelming? Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I definitely you feel opportunity because of the, like Tanner said earlier, uh, just 
the lack of people that have been reached there. There's just a lack of hope, and it just seems so dark. Like there's, you just don't see a whole lot of people smiling, making eye contact with you. So were they still wearing masks? Yes, they were. Oh man, yes, we were. We seemed like the only ones that weren't wearing masks. Yeah, okay. But they had lifted the mask mandate. So, but yes, there's opportunity all throughout that whole country. And you and you could observe it and see it. Absolutely. Okay, Tanner. What I know, you go whatever you want us to do. When you go work with missionaries, right. we wait on them. What do you want us to do? And you have people there that do different things. And mm-hmm. but tell us about what you what you did while you were there. Sure. So one big opportunity that this particular church plant tries to uh, take advantage of is that um, the Japanese people and the parents want their kids to learn English. Um, because it'll help them in the business world. It'll help them as they get to be an adult. So they um, have a lot of English-speaking opportunities at the church, probably two or three a week. Well, do they um, pick up the southern accent? Yeah, they get a little bit of that. They get that good southern draw up in there. Yeah, you know? uh, hey, we can, do, we can do it with the best of them. Yeah, the lead, the, lead, <laughs> the lead pastor is from Arkansas like I am. We grew up together. That's our connection there. Okay. So, so we got that good Arkansas, you know, yeah. don't wear shoes and talk southern. Right, right. But, yeah, they do two or three English-speaking events a week it may be a cooking class just come and let's cook food together and we'll talk english and work on that it could be just a conversation class a ping pong event um just anything and so during the week they've got to advertise for these things and um so we would go to the train stations outside by the church and hold up signs and just smile and just be friendly, you know, just hold up signs and be friendly and, and smile at people and let them know that hopefully, you know, we're nice people. This church is nice people and we just want to get to know you type thing. So that was a lot of our evangelism, if you will, is, um, at, at first not trying to reach them for Jesus, just trying to get them in the door. Right. You know, and then let the Holy Spirit do the rest of the work eventually through relationships. Well, the Holy Spirit does it, it does happens better when the Holy Spirit's involved. That's you right. Notice, if we get out of the way and let Him work, <laughs> He'll do it. He yeah. does. And have you noticed it's usually not just one event? Usually it's this and then this, you know, right. to get right. that person. Yeah. And say, well, who led you to Christ? Well, that guy may have shared the truth of the Roman road, but somebody else laid the foundation and exactly. did all that. So that smile and greeting. Uh, that's the reason in churches, guess what? One of the most important persons in that congregation are the greeters. Absolutely. How do do you feel? Yeah. The first impression. And the Bible's filled with that. Greet one another with a holy kiss. I mean, the Bible is filled with greetings. I I don't mean to go off on a tangent. No, you're good. But I appreciate you doing that. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, when you got there, what was your assignment? Did you have one or more or multitude holding signs, speaking English? What was what was your assignment? Yeah, so we did we did the same thing. I know uh, Tanner almost got arrested one day for singing true, yeah. uh, on the street. <laughs> but, the police came and shut us down because we were being yeah. a little too friendly, a little too loud. Uh, okay, yeah. 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 They said, no. <laughs> <laughs> you recognize that, huh? Yeah, we knew what that meant. Uh, yeah. We knew. But we, were, we all went out and held up the signs that say let's speak english and we handed out a bunch of easter eggs just with a piece of candy and um a church invite card in it and a lot of the lot of them didn't even know what an easter egg was but you know just getting that seed planted and getting the church's name out there to the people um because i know heath had told us one day that those type of things that you give them they will hold on to it for maybe three months and show up at the church and say, hey, I got this from some guy three months ago. We're yeah. we're just coming to check it out. They're coming. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, you've already alluded to it, but we want a little bit of the statistics. I always have a hard sure. time saying that yeah. word, stats. Yeah. That's so much better, isn't right. it? Give us the stats of why uh, Japan is is not very many churches, not a lot of Christians. What are the stats on that? Thing? Yeah, so Japan, the country itself, is the second most unreached people group in the world. And like you said, that's that's just a mind blowing stat because of their culture, their technology. It's it's not like it's a remote country in Africa where it's hard to get the gospel to. It's it's partly of their population, and then it's their culture as well. Is they uh, Christianity is just not there on the island, and so ninety nine point five percent is just unreached. Um, Say that percentage one more time. Yeah, 99.5% of the population in Japan is unreached with the gospel. Isn't that amazing? So those of you that have availability, go to Japan, look at the population, and see what 99.5% of that is, and it's in the millions, millions, millions. And so an easy way to, a good illustration of it was uh, they took us to the Tokyo Tower on, on a sightseeing day, and we went up into the tower, and it was nighttime. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous right there in the middle of Tokyo, and um, it's a kind of a replica of the Eiffel Tower. So we go up there, and we're looking around, and he's, he gathered us around, and he said, all around you, 360 degrees is just building upon skyscraper upon skyscraper. You can't even see the end of the buildings all around. Um, there's no horizon other than just buildings. He said, pick one building, any building you want, big, little, whatever, pick one building. And that is the amount of people in Japan who have a relationship with Jesus Christ and are saved. The rest of the buildings, unsaved, unreached, Mm. unbelievable. This is something that a lot of theologians have trouble with. I did. I remember taking a course in it. Why so many pockets of unbelievers? Yeah. I mean, groups like here in America, uh, now that we're under 50 percent, we're, oh, no, where's America going? And, I, you know, I wonder about that. Yeah. But over there, a half of 1 percent reached with the gospel. I opened up with this about <clears throat> opportunities. After World War II, I'm, I love history, and I, I dig down in it. Douglas MacArthur won. He said he'd return. He came back to the Philippines, and then they finally signed the peace treaty there on the ship outside of Japan, and his message to America was send missionaries. Mm. Guess what we didn't do? <laughs> we didn't do it the way we should yeah. have. Few went, not many, and the opportunity was there then. Now, I'm still saying opportunity is still there, but at that point in time, it was just gigantic, an opportunity to rebuild, to demonstrate and show, and I praise God for those that are willing to go back even now, and so God may be working on some people do I need to go to Japan? And if God lays it on your heart, uh, would you suggest they follow through with that? Absolutely. If God's laying on your heart to go anywhere, follow through. Like you said, go wherever it may be. It could be across the street or around the world, whatever it is. Um, but yes, especially Japan. And and if I can, for just a second, I know this is a national show, right? It is a national show, and, yes. But we're here in Tupelo. And so let yeah. me tell you the connection here for us here in, in Lee County. Um, we have Toyota plants all over this county and there's Japanese people everywhere. And so our, our goal is to reach and um, connect with some Japanese people while they're here working at Toyota and then send them back when they go home uh, 
What a, national, what a brilliant idea! Exactly, <laughs> creating national missionaries there, and we can plug them in. They're not going to yeah. go. They're not going to go back to Japan and just fall back into Shintoism or Buddhism. Yeah. We're going to plug them in with churches uh, that are already established there in Japan. That's that's the goal here for us. I mean, the opportunity that we have here in Northeast Mississippi is with Japan. Right. Those of you that are listening, you need to look at the stats in your community. There's probably a people group there exactly. uh, that's from a country that is even unreached or limited in so many access. Ministering to those people, you're really blessing them. But you look at it; it's forward looking too. It's future looking, right. isn't it, Tanner? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, okay. Have y'all identified? Uh, do you identify those that are local, or just look for them? Or how, I'm just the reason I want this: those that are in a community and they know that there's a nationality there mm-hmm. that's uh, unusual for their area. Yeah. And uh, how how do you identify? Just look and see. Yeah, just look and see. Um, when I moved here, we we stayed, before we could close on our house, we stayed in a ho- my family stayed in a hotel for two weeks, and it was nothing but us and Japanese people. And I, I was just like, they're everywhere, and we we can reach them, you know, yeah. if we can just if we do it intentionally, you know. Uh, but yeah, they're out there for sure. I know First Baptist here in town has a program. First Baptist Church um, in Tupelo, Mississippi. Yeah, they have a, they have a program where they're already doing these speak English classes. So we're gonna model their take after their model and yeah. do it at our church. And uh, the Lord opened up a great door uh, in preparation for us going to Japan. There was a um, SBC missionary couple named Charlie and Teresa Seelan who retired 30 years in Japan, retired for some health issues, and they're from Oklahoma, but they retired here because of the opportunities to still work with Japanese people. Yeah. So they've been, they were such a great help in prepping us to go to Japan. Um, and it's just another way that God opened a door to reach that unreached people group here in Mississippi. So. Okay. Jonathan, would you be willing to go back when Absolutely. the opportunity presents itself? Oh, yeah. We'd go back today. Would Absolutely. You? Why? Like I said, the the hopelessness, the opportunity. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of times, here's what happens, and and I thought of that when you use those words, darkness, heaviness. You see that in third world countries a lot. Right. But when you go to Japan, their technology, their modern, their their wealth, yep. but it's still spiritual darkness. And sometimes we don't connect that very well. Right. We, we think if you've got money or you've got position, oh, you're all right. But they need that relationship, don't they, Tanner? Right, absolutely. And, and what's crazy about their culture is, and another guy on our team pointed this out while we were there, is um, their, their culture is very friendly. You know, they will go out of their way to help you in whatever you need. Um, and they, all, they do that without the hope of Jesus Christ. And you compare that and contrast that to our country where it's, you know, crime is not an issue over in Japan, you know, theft and stuff like that. And over here, you know, I would lock my doors in the employee parking lot out here, you know, like it's just you you never know. And we have the hope of Jesus so prevalent over here, and they they don't, but yet they live almost a better Christian lifestyle than we do sometimes and not know it. Yeah, they they don't really understand sin. Right. Like when Chris Mormon was talking – to this this guy on the street one day he was trying to explain to him sin and the guy was like well i've never killed anybody he they think oh if if i just abide by the law the government gives then i'm okay so as long as they're not killing anyone they think everything's cool yeah the missionary couple that you worked with how long had they been there 
Uh, Heath and Joni Hubbard are their names, and they've been there for, I think, four or five years. I know I think Joni has been there just a little longer before they got married. And then they actually work with a team of people. Um, there's another missionary couple named Jack and Ashley Kedman who have been there for two years. Um, the Colwells. Daniel and Shelby. Daniel and Shelby have been there for three or four years. Um, so they, they have a network they have a and network a community, community. Absolutely. and they support one another and encourage one another. Right. What, right. Can you imagine those early missionaries that went to places by where they were yeah. by themselves? It It's a great opportunity. We were talking about opportunities because of the ability to communicate with others, the ability to go rather than, I mean, taking a ship. Can you imagine getting in a boat in the 1800s and making your way to Japan as right. a missionary? It would be spend half of your time getting right. there. But now, because of technology, we can go over there and have a 10-day mission trip and come back. Mm -hmm. And what an opportunity. So if people would want to say, man, this has really touched my heart about Japan. Uh, Is there any way that you would suggest them starting the process, get in touch with their denomination and see if they have missionaries? What would be your suggestion there? Absolutely that. (laughs) Um, You know, most denominations have that that chain of command, if you will, or they have designated organizations, you know, uh, with international missions. And I I promise you, there's probably one there uh, in Japan through your denomination specifically. Uh, And just reach out to those those entities and see how can I help. And it may not be Japan. It may be, you know, China, Thailand, South Korea, somewhere else. You know, it could be Cuba, whatever. But um, but specifically Japan, I, I promise you there's probably a missionary of your denomination out there who needs your help, not only in prayer, financial support, and then to come and assist them for whatever time you can. One of the greatest things we got to do there um, on the Friday night, we did an all-English worship service where the missionaries just sat back and just got to be patrons, if you will, <laughs> and we did the work. Yeah, I know that every once in a while, we on staff, we need that, don't we? Absolutely, we and, yeah. and them coming out of COVID, and they had, you know, still doing masks and all that stuff. Uh, this was we were their first team in a long time. I mean, a really long time to come in and and just be with them and help them. So for us to lead an English worship service where they didn't have to work, they didn't have to you know, preach, sing, plan the service order, take up an offering or whatever, you know, uh, they got to sit back. So maybe there's a missionary missionary couple in your denomination out there that needs to be poured into. Yeah. Go and pour into them, you know. And we have that opportunity. Absolutely. We can uh, do that. We, we can go to the missionary exactly. and bless them. I want this in for sure, again, to encourage those in whatever community they are in to look into the fields that are white to harvest Absolutely. and look for those people that you know may be culturally different and opportunities to look in their way and see if the gospel needs to be presented because you may be looking at someone that will go back and reach others. Is that right? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you guys are doing that and starting that. Jonathan, I was going to ask you one one more. Jonathan Burt, by the way, <laughs> and Tanner Stahl are with us. They're with Connect Church here in Tupelo, Mississippi, having recently gone on a short-term mission trip to Japan. It was in Tokyo, I, I presume. Yes, it was. Tokyo. But I mean, Japan, <clears throat> you know, from one end of the island to the other is just populated with so many people all over, like you said. But the question I was wanting to ask you, uh, would when you go back, will you go back with your eyes open? The first time you go to a country, it's, oh, you know, there's some excitement, and you're still excitement. 
but you already have some connections now. Tell folks the benefit, uh, and you may need to do this more as after he gets through, Tanner, the benefit of going back to a, the same country that you've served in. Sure. Are you looking forward to going back? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just to kind of point out what you're saying, we've been to Veracruz three times, and just from my experience there, having been to that place three times, you just grow relationships with these people. And I know how to pray for them and their families. And so when we have the opportunity to go back to Japan, there will be people that obviously we made connections with in the week that we were there. And we're able to pray for them by name and be very specific. And we, you know, just building that relationship uh, with them and growing with them. But like you said, um, Ashley Kettleman said something the first day we were there that I can't get out of my head. She said, you cannot unsee what you've seen. When you go to that country and you see the fact that there's not Christians and the— There's not a church on every corner? Mm-mm. No. There's only about <laughs> 9,100. on every corner, but there's <laughs> this not is a church. True. Yeah. This is true. There are about a little over 9,100 churches in the entire country, I think. There's over that in the state of Mississippi. So, but you see the despair— and the hopelessness, and you cannot unsee that. Okay. Encourage a church to build a relationship with a ministry that, you know, like Veracruz, that's in Mexico, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Or Japan. Mm -hmm. Encourage a church there to not just go here, there, and the other, but build a relationship with one people group trying to reach them. Right, absolutely. Um, we, We do a couple of trips a year, but they're for the most part we go to kind of go to the same places every two or three years because we are developing those relationships with people and when we go back to those places you can reconnect with old friends and now with social media they're not old friends you you see them all the time on social media um there's ways to help out uh physically financially and and through prayer of course um with those relationships and you're always encouraging the ones that you've that you've seen and have a friendship with. Um, and that's just a big part of it. That's discipleship, easy relationships. Um, yeah. So find, find a ministry, a missionary and partner with them, get beside them and don't worry about what they're doing with your money that you send them. All right. It's not up to you. Once you give them their money or give them your money, let them do the work of the Lord. Um, you know, uh, but pray for them, get involved with them and just be a part of their uh, a part of their ministry, even though it may be around the world. Amen. Our guest today has been Tanner Stahl. He's the worship and mission minister at Connect Church here in Tupelo, Mississippi. And Jonathan Burt, who is a member there and saved there, baptized there, right. now serving there. That's right. That's pretty good that you didn't bail out, Jonathan. Um, I'm happy I didn't. We're proud you, of you. You're going to stay in there, huh? Yes, sir. Amen. And we're encouraging you to, in your church, in your small group, Find a mission point. Uh, you're really not a New Testament church unless you're missional. That's right. the whole idea. And as Tanner said, and it's also in our introduction, whether it's across the street or around the world, Japan, literally around the world. Uh, do you know the time reference difference? How many time zones between Mississippi and Japan? It's Is it 14. 14, 14 hours. 14 hours. Wow. What'd you fly? I, I got to get this in. Sure. Your flight plan. Got just about 30 seconds. We went Memphis to Detroit all the way to Tokyo. 13 and a half hour flight. On the way back, we stopped in Seattle, Detroit, and back to Memphis. Oh, 
So you can do it. It's we, possible. We flew to Tokyo and never saw darkness. It was daylight the whole way. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, guys, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having us, we man. We appreciate We're, it. And uh, if you go back, we, we want to hear an update, okay? Absolutely. Definitely. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions here on American Family Radio. And we do pray that you would have a great weekend and you would make much of Jesus Christ, whether it's across the street or around the world.